Welcome to the Preaching Matters Podcast. My name is Alan Carr, and I am your host. The Preaching Matters Podcast exists to help preachers become better at what God has called them to do. And in these podcasts, we talk about all matters related to preaching because we believe preaching matters. So thank you for being here today, and I hope the episode is a blessing to you. Now, just up front, if you would, please go to your favorite podcast directory and leave us a positive review. It'll be a help to us. It'll be a great blessing. And that's the best way you can help any podcast. You can reach me at alancar at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. With that being said, thank you again for being here. Let's go to today's episode and talk about preaching. Welcome back to the Preaching Matters Podcast. This is Alan Carr, and I want to welcome you to episode number 99. Can you believe that? Thank you for being here for the episode today. Now, I appreciate your support over the past couple of years. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for those who have contributed financially. Thank you for those who've taken the time to leave a review, to subscribe, and whatever else you can do to help a podcast. Thank you for doing that. And I appreciate you listening week after week. Thank you for what you've done for us. And we're grateful for that. And we ask that you would continue. Reach out to me at alancar at gmail.com. If you'd like to connect with me about some question or comment you have regarding an episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, also be sure and go to your favorite podcast directory. Leave us a positive review if you can. And while you're there, be sure and subscribe. And of course, if you'd like to help us in some way to pay the bills, and you can do that through the Patreon link or the Buzzsprout link in the show notes. But that's not the only reason we're here today. We're here to talk about preaching because preaching matters. Now, what I want to talk to you about today is something that's kind of been on my mind. And I dealt with this in previous episodes a little bit, but I want to go a little bit different direction with it today. And I want to talk to you about discouragement in the pulpit. I wonder if anybody out there is discouraged. If any of you guys listening ever deal with discouragement, maybe the church isn't growing like you think it should. Maybe your preaching isn't connecting like you think it should. Maybe the sermons you're preaching seem to be flat, or maybe your evangelistic efforts are going nowhere, but whatever it may be, you are discouraged and you wonder what in the world you can do about it. Well, I want to give you five tips if I can real quick this evening or this morning or this afternoon, wherever you are, Uh, I'm recording this at night. So you have to pardon me, but I want to give you five quick tips for when you are discouraged in the ministry. And here's the thing about ministry. Ministry is a great place to get discouraged. There are so many I guess, areas where we can get discouraged. I mean, you think about it. If you're preaching and you're trying to honor the Lord and serve God in your daily life, you're continually being spiritually buffeted. You're always giving out. You're on the receiving end of much criticism. And often you see disappointing results for your efforts. 
And then you have to turn around and do it all again over and over and over. And it's like an emotional roller coaster. And a lot of times on this emotional roller coaster we ride, there are many low points than there are high points. There are many more discouragements than there are encouragements. And when that happens, you and I can become discouraged, and we might even despair of whether God can use us, or we might feel like we'll never be everything God wants us to be, or we may feel like, well, my entire ministry is going to be summed up by me being discouraged all the time. So what can you do when you are discouraged? Let me give you five quick tips. And we won't be long on this particular episode, but let me just share them with you. Number one, discouragements are part and parcel of the ministry. Listen, feeling discouraged is normal in every ministry. If someone in ministry around you seems to be always on a perpetual high, or if they tell you they never get discouraged in the ministry, then something's probably off. If you're feeling discouraged, here's the thing. You are not alone. You can go across America and Europe, Canada, Mexico, Africa, down in Indonesia, Micronesia, in the Far East. And no matter where you go in this world, you're going to find brothers who are discouraged. No matter where you go, there are always going to be somebody, several somebodies, probably at any given time, tens and hundreds of thousands of somebodies who are discouraged because you may be struggling with a passage. You can't seem to unravel that knot that can get you discouraged. Maybe you're discouraged and frustrated by a lack of response to your preaching. That is, you're preaching the best you can. You're not seeing people converted. You're not seeing the church grow. You're not seeing what you would like to see. And that can be very discouraging. Maybe you're discouraged and tired from continual spiritual onslaught and you're just drained. And the issues that swirl in our culture that threaten to take down and attack the church, those things can cause us to become discouraged. But what you need to remember in the midst of your discouragement is that you're not by yourself. God has many, many others out there who are fighting this same battle, and they too are discouraged. You are not alone. I've had those seasons in my ministry when I've been discouraged, and it is not easy to bear up under that. It's not easy to continue doing what you do when you're in the midst of discouragement, but you must remember that you are not alone. I mean, if you go back and read the book of Job, you find Job was discouraged. If you read about Jonah, there are times when Jonah was discouraged. King David went through times of discouragement. The Apostle Paul. In fact, all of those great men we read about in the Bible, they dealt with their episodes of discouragement. And it's okay to be discouraged, but it's also okay to remember that you're not in this by yourself because discouragements are par for the course in the ministry. Keep that in mind. And if you've never been in a time of discouragement, then when it does happen to you, remember that I told you it's coming and you will be discouraged. When discouragement comes, not only should you never forget that you're not alone, but remember, if you will, how God has worked in your life up to this point. 
God saved you by his grace. He called you into his ministry. He gifted you to serve as one of his preachers. He has prepared you through all the circumstances and episodes of your life. He has shaped you, and God certainly has used you. Think back over those times when God's work through you has been clear and evident in the lives of the people around you. Can you remember a time when someone got saved while they were listening to you preach? Can you remember a time when you preached a message and God used you to help someone through a difficult situation in their own life? Can you remember a time when you prayed about an issue and God answered your prayer? Think about those times and remember what God has done. Remember how he's worked in you and around you and through you and be encouraged by that because that is a sign of his blessing. Remember the the blessing of your training, the studies you've made, the encouraging relationships you've made, the books you've enjoyed reading. Recall all the mentors and others who have inspired you and helped shape you. Remember those prayer partners who have stood with you over the years and review all of those encouraging notes and emails you've gotten from time to time, those times when someone has come by and said to you, brother, that sermon really helped me. Those are encouraging things, and they should be remembered and brought to mind, and we should thank God for those times because God has given us those periods of encouragement to help us when the discouragements come. A lot of times when encouragement comes, we, we feel like, well, uh, maybe I'll just file this away and not pay much attention to it, but there's going to come a day when you'll need that. Hang on to it and remember that. I'll give you an example. Today, I preached a funeral. A dear lady in our church died, and uh, we had her funeral today, and I got up and did what I always do. I took a text, and I presented an expository sermon in a funeral and talked about her, talked about her life, talked about the Lord Jesus and majored on the gospel in that. But when I got finished with that sermon, I kind of felt discouraged about it. I kind of felt like I could have done a better job and I'm sure I could have. But after we went to the graveyard and we had the graveside service, one of the family members came up to me and they said this to me. They said, preacher, that was fantastic. You nailed her life. You got it right. You told the truth about the gospel. Thank you for preaching the truth. You know what that did? That helped lift me out of my discouragement. I was thinking, well, maybe by the grace of God, I did say something that was helpful to somebody. So when someone encourages you, remember that because there's going to come a day when you will need that. Remember those men who have faithfully prayed for you, prayed with you, taught you, led you, and been a blessing in your life. That's an encouragement. And when the hard times come, you can think back on those things and those periods of time in your life when others have invested in you heavily and you can be encouraged by what they did in your life and what they gave you. So remember how God's worked in your life. When you get discouraged, just take inventory of your blessings and think about it because God has been good to you. Then number three, I would mention this. Another thing you can do is identify the true standard for your ministry. Now, it's easy to feel pressure in the ministry, and a lot of times we feel pressure because we're being held up to standards that God is not holding up. We're trying to please other people. We're trying to 
please other groups. We're trying to even please ourselves. Maybe it was that pastor who served before you in that church, and he was there a long time, and he was much beloved. Or maybe it's that famous preacher all your folk keep talking about. Well, I listened to John Piper today, or I heard Charles Stanley say this, or I heard John MacArthur say in a podcast, Pastor, and that's a great thing, right? And you, you, you hear these other people talking about these great preachers they like, and at least they're listening to gospel preaching and teaching. That's a blessing, but it may discourage you because you may feel like that you cannot live up to the standard they expect because they're listening to that guy. Well, the fact is they don't want you to be him. They want you to be you. And they're not holding you up to that standard and saying, you got to be like MacArthur. You got to be like Stanley. You, you got to be like this one or that one. Hey, just, just be yourself. But it can be discouraging when you think perhaps they like someone better than you, but always remember this. When you listen to that podcast, when you listen to that, um, sermon that's gone out on a radio program, whatever it has been edited. Just like this podcast right here. Do you think I send this thing out raw? There's no way it's been edited because I'm going to cough and I'm going to sneeze and I'm going to pop my peas and I'm going to make mistakes. You think I'm going to give that to you? No, I'm editing that out. I'm even enhancing my voice a little bit so that it sounds beautiful and wonderful to you. Don't hold yourself up to a false standard. If there's a world-renowned preacher that your folk listen to, or maybe it's somebody in your church that people love. God is not expecting you to be that person. He wants you to be you. He wants you to be empowered. He wants you to be growing. He wants you to always be improving, but he still wants you just to be you. And at the end of the day, you don't have to please a deacon board. You don't have to please Sister Bossy Pants on the last row. All, the only one you really have to please is God. And if your ministry is found pleasing to God, then you have done well. Be encouraged in that because God is satisfied with you, but he wants the best you. He wants an ever growing you and ever improving you and ever empowered you, someone who is empowered by the Holy Spirit. But God is satisfied with you. If God had wanted everybody to be a MacArthur, he would have cloned him and given us many MacArthur's, but God didn't do that. God gave us, hey, God, God chose us and God wants us to be us and no one else but us. And I've touched on this many, many times in these episodes. God is satisfied with you. Who you are in Christ is enough and be the best you you can be, and don't be discouraged because you can't preach like someone else. If you were them, you could preach like them, but you're you, so I guess you should preach like you, shouldn't you? And that will be satisfying to God. And along the same lines, I mean, the standard for our ministry, of course, is you being yourself, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and being who God wants you to be. But the fourth one is when you're discouraged, think about who it is you should please. You see, you can't make everybody happy all the time. I promise you that. There's always going to be somebody upset with you over something. When you're a pastor in a church, you're like the tallest tree in the forest. 
It's not that you're better than anyone else, but you're the one who attracts the lightning. And if there's going to be criticism in the church, it is going to, well, it is going to come back on you. And the fact is, no matter how sensitive you are, no matter how kind you are, no matter how loving you are, you're still going to step on people's toes. And that's fine because the word of God is sharp. It is powerful and it is living and it's going to cut and it's going to hurt. But when it comes to preaching, you're not called to keep a whole bunch of plates spinning in the air and you're not called to keep all the people in your church emotionally happy. What you have to do is honor God. If you will love him radically, seek to please him and him alone, God has a way of making all of these things work out in time. Do I like it when folk get upset with me over what I've preached? No, I don't like it. I wish they did. And I mean, I don't understand why anybody would be upset with me. I mean, you're listening to my voice right now and, and you can tell I'm this lovable big teddy bear guy and everybody just loves me or at least they should. The fact is they don't. There's a whole lot of folk who hate my guts. They don't like the way I preach. They don't like what I say. They don't enjoy my opinion on various doctrines and other facets of the church and ministry, but that's okay. I'm not trying to please them. I'm not trying to make them happy. I'm trying to please my God and I'm trying to keep him happy. And I want to focus on what he wants me to say, not on what they want me to say. So if my preaching makes everybody mad, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. It's all right. As long as I'm in the book, as long as God is the one leading in the preaching, as long as God is honored by it, the only one I have to please at the end of the day, and I've already said this, is God. So don't, dis don't get discouraged when people get angry at you over what you've preached or what you've said, as long as you were saying it in the Lord. Now, you be careful what you when you run your big mouth and you say stupid stuff, you ought to get in trouble. But if you're preaching the book and people get upset about the truth of Scripture, let them be upset. It'll be okay. Talk to them. Don't apologize for what you preached but try to get to the root of the problem. And eventually that will come out and it will be okay. Will people leave? Yes, they will. But when you folk come in looking for what you're preaching, absolutely they will. I see that all the time. We have some go out the back door. We have some come in the front door. That's how God works this thing. And it's okay. But my job is not to please everybody. My job is to please him and him alone. And if I can be found pleasing to God, then I have been successful. So when I get discouraged because somebody's criticizing me or somebody's upset about me, the best thing I can do is look to God and ask him, are you pleased with what I said? And if I can confirm from the word of God through the help of the Holy Spirit that what I've been preaching is truth, then I can close my eyes at night and sleep knowing that I did what God wanted me to do. I only have to please him, and he's the only one you have to please as well. And so with all that being said, whenever you um, look back at your life and you look at where you are and you're discouraged, here's something you should do. Just pray to God, prepare your sermons, and go preach them. If you look at your lifetime body of work in the pulpit, for some of you, it may be a handful of sermons. For others like me, it may be thousands of sermons, whichever it is. 
if you look at your entire lifetime work, and what are you going to discover? One thing you will discover is that the chances of this Sunday's message being the catalyst for a real spiritual revolution is very, very low. I don't say that to discourage you. We're talking about what to do when you're discouraged. But the fact is, we should pray for big things. But we should remember that big things aren't going to come every week. Okay? There are going to be some weeks when you'll preach. In fact, some months, some years, when you will preach and preach and preach and preach and preach, but nothing happens. And if you're expecting every sermon to, to set a wildfire in your church, just to have everybody shouting and hooping and hollering, hollering, it's not going to happen. The fact is, you should pray for big things, as I said. But if you would remember the principle of a good diet, it isn't the stunning, best-ever, perfect cuisine that raises healthy people. Take We just came through Christmas, right? And at Christmas time, man, you eat too much. I know I did. ate too much of the wrong things, unfortunately. And it's okay to do that at Christmas time or here in the States at Thanksgiving time or in a birthday dinner. But that is not the diet you should be eating every day. You have to just eat the same old basic, good, balanced diet day in and day out. And that what, that's what makes people healthy. If all you do is get people pumped up and excited on Sunday, but you're not feeding them anything that will sustain them and help them, they will be a very unhealthy, malnourished people. But if you give them a good, balanced diet week in and week out, they will grow strong and they will go healthy. They will grow healthy. So you want to get up there and you want them to tear the house down around you while you're preaching. And I've been in those services, man. I remember one night in North Little Rock, Arkansas at a church and I was preaching and there was probably 600 there that night and 200 of them were shouting and about a dozen or more, maybe two dozen were following me around and screaming at me and hitting me with Bibles. And it was crazy in that place that night. And that was fine for that service. But that is not what my church needs on a weekly basis. They need to hear the gospel over and over and over again. They need to be reminded who they are in Jesus over and over and over and over again. Even if it's the same old, same old time and again, it is the basic ingredient for a healthy diet to give them the word of God. You see, you can't tell how much gas is in a tank by how loud the horn honks. But you can tell how much gas is in the tank by the car's ability to drive a long ways. If it runs out in 10 miles, it didn't have much. But if it goes 400, it must have been full. What our job is, is to fill people's tanks week after week so that they can run the race set before them with patience, honoring the Lord, and God will bless us for that. So what do you do when you're discouraged? Here's my advice. Follow these tips. They're simple. They're, they're something to keep in mind. You should gauge your success by not what's happening around you but more by what God has done in you and what God intends to do through you down the road. I would much rather be found faithful 
as I had to be found in the middle of something God isn't doing. So my, my encouragement to you is that when you get, dis- when you get discouraged, take these five tips to heart, pay attention to what God has done, and pay attention to feeding the people of God a healthy diet, and get in there and pray and prepare and preach and just keep doing it even when it seems like nothing is happening. Because I promise you, far more is taking place than you have any idea. God is working in ways that you cannot see. And it may be only at the end of the road that you find out what great things God did through your ministry. So keep preaching and keep praying and keep loving sinners. That's what God wants you to do. Hope that's, hope that's a help to you. Hope that encourages you when you're discouraged. Pay attention to it. Listen to this again. Let me know what you think. Alancartgmail.com. And be sure and pray for us here. What we're doing, spread the word about the podcast. If you know somebody you think might be helped by what we're doing here, be sure and share it with them. All right. God bless you till next week. And I hope God continues to bless you. I pray he does. And I pray you're not discouraged, but encouraged in the Lord. God bless you. And until next time, keep preaching. And you know why? Because preaching matters. Thank you for listening today to the Preaching Matters podcast. I hope you learned something. Hope you got some help in your ministry. Please pray until next time and come back next week when we'll have a new episode, Lord willing. Until then, keep preaching because preaching matters. Matters.